Apple AirTags is a small tracking device that can be attached to belongings are increasingly being used by parents to track their children. The small device, priced at $39 Canadian, can be tracked anywhere in the world as long as it's within Bluetooth range of another iPhone device. Parents using uh, AirTags to track kids and still give them freedom. But is it a good thing? Well, joining me now to talk a little bit about using AirTags uh, is Susan Lin, a psychologist and author of Who's Raising the Kids? Big Tech, Big Business, and the lives of children. Uh, Ms. Lynn, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Kaz. I'm happy to be talking with you. Yeah, likewise. I find this to be a, an interesting topic, I guess partially because, uh, you know, I am a parent. First of all, is it a good thing to use air tags to, uh, to keep an eye on the kids, you know, uh, especially if, if you don't want to give them cell phones? Uh, let's say they're 12 years old or 11, you don't want to give them cell phones, but do you think it's a right to use air tags? I think that parents really need to ask themselves why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because one thing that's happening is um, that we live in this like culture of fear, mm-hmm. and people are making a lot of money off of fear. Um, one of parents' biggest fears are um, is um, stranger kidnappings, mm-hmm. but really the percentage of kidnappings hasn't changed in the past several decades. Mm-hmm. It's the world, I mean, it's not more dangerous than it was 25, 30 years ago. And yet, I think parents are more frightened for their children. I think to a certain degree, even uh, kids getting dropped off at school, when you look at the lineup today compared to maybe when I was a kid, uh, you know, <laughs> you'd walk. And not that right. kids aren't walking to school, but there always seems to be a lot more parents dropping their kids off, uh, unlike the past where a lot of us were walking to school. I'm curious, if you are going to, de- if you decide to go ahead with air tags uh, and, and you decide why you're doing it, uh, you should should you be sharing that concern or to sort of explain to your kids why you why you believe they should be carrying air tags? I think that if you decide to track your kids, that you need to let them know why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But one thing that puzzles me, um, especially about um, air tags for young children, is that they're almost always with an adult. Hmm. I mean, young children, you know, they're not on their own very much. So I'm not sure what parents actually gain from doing it. And so do you think it's it's just, it's more so fear more than anything else? Because I was reading a Washington Post article recently where parents are using it. Everyone has different reasons, but there seems to be that underlying issue. I got to keep an eye on them, but I still believe, you know, they're too young to have cell phones. Um, I, well, I certainly think that young children shouldn't have cell phones, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, the reality is that for young children, most of them are spending time in the care of an adult. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just not off by themselves. So, you know, in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And, you know, as for tracking older kids, I think, again, you need to ask yourself why you're doing it. Is it because you're afraid? Is it because you don't trust your children? Mm-hmm. And and whatever the reason is, I think it's really important to talk to the kids about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadening out just for a moment here, um, in regards to uh, your book, Who's Raising the Kids? Big Tech, Big Business, and Lives of Children. How do you protect kids today from 
the technology that's out there. It's pervasive. And, you know, and like any parent, I have, I have challenges as well with a, with a child uh, who occasionally has to use a cell phone, but I prefer they not. I just feel there's an attention span issue. It's about right. being present. Uh, all of those things. How do we manage a technology in our kids' lives? I think that um, one thing that we need to do is look at our own use of technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know, if we're on our phones all the time, then you know that we're modeling that for the kids. But the other is to make sure that you and your family have a lot of time offline. I mean, some families, you know, have make sure that that meals are all tech free for both the adults and the children. Other families have a basket where everybody puts their phones when they come in, um, when they come into the house. Uh, parents, you know, have rules about not having devices in children's rooms at night. Mm-hmm. And and I just think it's really important to think about the things that your family likes to do that do not involve technology. Because really, the whole purpose of these devices is to hook us on them. They're incredibly addictive. I mean, everybody I know, and I'll include myself, is, you know, addicted to our phones. I mean, you know, if we don't check them, we get anxious. And we need to give kids um, the opportunity to learn to love being in the real world. Mm-hmm. Do you, getting back to the Apple AirTags for a second, uh, is there an impact on kids when you when you think about their mental health of too much control and monitoring, and whether it's mom, mom and dad hovering around them, whether it's saying, look, we want you to carry this Apple AirTag, or even with cell phones and you're calling constantly, is there an impact on mental health in regards to too much control and monitoring? Um. Yes, I don't know. I mean, I have never seen studies on Apple AirTags and children's mental health, but I think that in general, um, it's it's important to allow kids as much autonomy as possible. I mean, not obviously not too much autonomy, and you have to take their age and where they are in their development um, into consideration. But it's important to help children feel competent in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you think parents are succeeding generally in regards to raising kids where you have a, you know, a, a, a life that they're enjoying while at the same time trying to protect them from the Internet and social media and everything? Because I just think it's, it's, it's never been tougher to be a parent. And it's not... Uh, I Yes, you know, I it, agree with you. Yeah. I say that a lot, actually. I mean, you know, we're not dealing with the bubonic plague, but we do have COVID, or we did have COVID, or we're still having COVID. Mm-hmm. It's a really hard time to be a parent today because... We have these, you know, billion-dollar companies working day and night to actually divide parents and children and, and to get kids to bond with their technology, to bond with their phones, and to turn to their phones or, or their devices for stimulation and soothing. And one thing that I think people don't think about is that this begins in infancy, 
I mean, if if you go to YouTube and you Google um, baby videos or videos for babies, there are tons of videos that are claiming to stop babies from crying or um, teach babies how to speak, even though what we know now is that babies can't learn language from machines. So basically what, what these companies want to do is to get kids early and and you know in in doing that, uh, what happens is that we're raising kids who don't know how to soothe or amuse themselves. That is dangerous. Free range kids, I think, are very healthy. <laughs> yeah, no, that yes, very yeah. much so. Um, at the end, you know, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of pushback. We've seen a lot of school districts now. Um, you know, recently, we did a segment wanting to sue or getting together to sue uh, big tech, particularly around social media. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see that trend growing? I think there's 200 school districts now. Um, many lawyers that we've talked to here on this show have said, look, there's going to be others, hundreds of more in, in the U.S. going after school districts because of the impact on mental health for kids. Uh, do, you, do you largely view that as a good thing? I think that um, there is growing concern about the impact of um, of tech and big business on children, and and I think that that's a very good thing. There's a lot more activism than I've ever seen. I've been doing this work for over 20 years, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just delighted to see communities, uh, you know, coming together around um, this issue. And there's um, there's a whole movement for phone-free schools you know, to get schools to have during the school days that kids cannot have their phones. And I think that is a good thing. Yeah, we, we were talking about it. Europe seems to be leading the way on that, and I hope there's more schools moving uh-huh. forward because it just, it, I think it makes a, a, a significant difference uh, in regards to just paying attention and just right. enjoying the moment in school as well. So I think it's I think I, I think that's right. Yeah. And and one of the things, though, that I do think is important, it's very easy to just blame parents. But I think that what you said is really important. It's never been harder to be a parent than it is today. And these companies, you know, have huge amounts of money. These devices are incredibly powerful and compelling. Um, it's not a level playing field. And, and one thing that really has to happen is that these companies need to be regulated about how they um, how they target children. Yeah, Ms. Lynn, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. It's really great to talk to you.